This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 674, How to Shed Light on Facts for Higher Scores. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll learn high-level vocabulary phrases for Task 2 essays that will help you introduce facts and research in impressive ways. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey there, Jessica. How's it going today? <laughs> hey there, Lindsay. That sounded so perky. Hey there. It sounded like something from like a 1950s um, cartoon oh, yeah. or something. Like, like a sitcom. Hey there, oh. kids. like Roger Rabbit or something, right? (laughs) Totally. Oh my gosh. Do you know what the Boomerang Network is? No, but it sounds like it's for like the Boomerang Generation. I don't know. (laughs) Is there a Boomerang Generation? No, but that's a term that they use to talk about kids that like move back in with their parents, right? During the recession at that time, 2008, 9, 10. Yeah. Anyways, what is, what is the Boomerang Network? Um, so the Boomerang Network, it's, um, it can be added as an app as well. It's just like a bunch of cartoons. That's all it is. It's a bunch of cartoons, but like a tons of, like tons of old ones. So this Mm. morning, James and I watched, uh, Top Cat. We watched an episode of that before school. I don't even, I think that was even before I was a kid that Top Cat was out. And, um, Looney Tunes is on there. Like all the old Looney Tunes. (laughs) So great. Yeah. I remember Looney Tunes. There's a lot of memories from cartoons from when I was a kid. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. And I love that, like, he could be choosing to watch, you know, the new Pokemon series or some, I don't know, some, like, new fangled modern thing. But he loves old Looney Tunes. Like, he chooses the huh. old cartoons every time. They're probably better. <laughs> They're probably better. Yeah. <laughs> on, so, on some level. I think I think this experience has um, exposed the higher quality of antique cartoons compared to the more contemporary yeah. um, productions. That Ooh, that time. sounds like something we might read in an IELTS essay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, guys, we're giving you some awesome vocabulary today um, to talk about, you know, um, how to talk about research results or facts that have come to light. So, yes. some really good task to vocab today. Absolutely. So let's do it. Let's let our listeners know. This comes from a question. A student in our course asked this question, right? So very specific. Guys, remember when you're in Three Keys IELTS, you have that chance to ask a question anytime you want in our Facebook group. So this is a good question from that group. Yeah. 
Oh, so okay. many good questions. It's hard to choose them. Um, but so much inspiration for uh, recording. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, okay. This is a great question. So um, he says, in writing, when I want to talk about research, instead of saying that the research found that, is it okay if I say the research laid bare something? Is it too informal? That's interesting. I wouldn't think that phrase um, would be informal, would you? No way. To me, it sounds a bit more formal, a bit more yeah. uh, fancy in my mind. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, you can definitely use this in task two. It sounds so great. But it is a little bit different than just saying the research found that, right? Because mm -hmm. you could use found that to introduce any statistics, like any numbers and facts that you want to say. But laid bare is a little bit different. Um, do you think laid – would you use laid bare in a different context, Lindsay? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know that I would – I would know how to use that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I have to be 100% honest. How would you use that phrase, laid bare? Is it exposing yeah. something surprising or something bad? Something has kind of a bad connotation to it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the, that's the thought that I had, too, that we only use that to talk about something surprising that's also depressing, like mm. a negative conclusion that you mm. could draw from the numbers, right? Like um, you could say, research laid bare the fact that parents mm. spent spend little time with their children these days as only 10% of those surveys had had more than one hour a week with their kids in the past month. So oh. this is good to introduce like a conclusion of the numbers before saying the numbers that support that conclusion. But it's definitely something negative. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the idea that the numbers don't lie. Like maybe we had a suspicion yeah. that this was true, but now we know the numbers and there's no hiding from it. And it's a kind of a negative thing. So laid bare. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a, it's a beautiful phrase. It's really nice. Um, so instead of laid bare, you could also just say revealed, which I think is a pretty verb. And that could be used for anything. That could be used for something positive as well. I think there should be an element of surprise there. But you know what? I don't think you're going to include any fake research or facts in your essay, even if they're fake, that aren't interesting, right? That wouldn't kind of be surprising in some way. Or else it would just be boring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when it comes to these phrases, it's just all about getting precise about their meaning, like really understanding the meaning of the phrase that we're using, right, Jessica? Exactly. Yeah. We, I talked about this in, I did a solo episode um, last week, week before, about how to get a band eight in writing. And this is mm. something touched on there. I'll link to that episode in the blog post for this one, just in case you missed it. So come back to the blog, ielts.allersenglish.com. This is episode six, seven, four. Um, yes. And I'll link to that other one about getting a band eight, but that's it precisely. So part of that band eight is having these phrases in your pocket, but knowing when they're appropriate, right? Mm. Like using these um, it, with precise meaning and not interchangeably because they're not all interchangeable. They're not yeah. all synonyms. Yeah, exactly. That is the difference, right, between a 7 and an 8, I guess, or a 7.5 yeah. and an 8. Yeah. Interesting. Totally. Interesting. Exactly. Okay.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also really like the phrase, exposed the reality of something. This is it's a great phrase. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And that could also be something that maybe wasn't clear or we weren't aware of and it exposed something. That could often be for a negative thing too or something that's kind of shocking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's usually negative and shocking. Yeah. So for example, you could say um, a recent article or a recent survey, a recent um, news piece, something like that, um, that I heard on NPR (laughs) – Right? Because you could say that in writing task two to mm-hmm. make it seem more real. Say that you heard it on the radio or read it in the newspaper. So this mm-hmm. recent piece um, exposed the reality of homelessness in America or mm-hmm. right something like that. And then you follow that with a specific detail. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. And then And then here's another one that I like. It's to shed light on. Right to shed yes. light on to to enlighten us to make us cl- a bit more clear. Maybe something is kind of dark and unclear, and some information sheds light on something. Yeah. So how how would you use that? Would you use that just for research? Or research, or could we use that for other? like sources. Mm. Yeah, I would say, you know, if there's a phenomenon that's going on, you know, this research sheds light on this phenomenon, right? To help us kind of go below the surface a little bit. That's sort of what that means. Go, Go below the surface, break through and understand it better. Yeah. So anything that could give us new information, it could even be a conversation with somebody. Oh yeah. Right. Like, um, so, cause again, I, I don't want to encourage students to make up fake research in every essay because it often is not appropriate to the topic, right? Mm. There are times when it is. And we talk about that in three keys IELTS, right? With examples and models of when that works, because when it works, it's great. <laughs> But it's not always appropriate. So you could just use personal experience and be like, um, a recent conversation I had with my mother shed light on the difficulties of growing up in her generation or something like that, or shed light on the difficulties of aging these days, right? Mm. So I think using that phrase to describe a conversation is great. And then, because that's like bringing your personal voice into it. And Mm -hmm. then again, but you have to follow it with a detail from that conversation or a detail from that article. So don't forget that part because that's vital to making that body paragraph strong. It's not just using these little phrases. It's yeah. the ideas you add to them. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. And we give you guys a structure in Three Keys Isles on how to come up with those ideas, how to budget your time when it comes to how much time do you spend coming up with those ideas in the brainstorming stage. So you can learn about that in our course. But let's keep going, Jessica. I mean, what would be another good one? So one last one would be to highlight. And actually, I use this a lot, I think. And I even use it in speaking, and I'm not sure everybody does. But this is kind of my favorite way to um, talk about how a conversation, a news piece, a podcast, like, underline the importance or emphasized some kind of information. Ooh. So let's see. Do you have an example of how you might use it in a, in a conversation or in writing? 
Hmm, let's see. So I could say um, my <laughs> my sushi dinner with my – this is a very personal example. <laughs> so it could be for speaking. My sushi dinner with my seven-year-old last night highlighted the fact that um, more quality seafood actually has a better flavor than cheap fish. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of an easy example. But like yeah, that. so I do use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, this can be – this is really common, right? Highlighting key points and like I'd like to highlight some key points before we move forward. It could be used in a spot like in a lecture when we speak. All kinds of ways that we could use this. Yeah, and really like just to memorize these phrases um, in uh, like a – not just the word, not just highlight, but the – the whole phrase, like, noun highlights the fact that independent clause, right? So don't mm -hmm. just memorize the phrase by itself, but all the time, guys, every time you add a vocabulary word or phrase to your notebook, to your vocab notebooks, make sure it's in a sentence so you actually can oh, see yeah. the context and the grammar around it. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, we're going to get into the IELTS test and we're not going to know how to use these words. We're, we always want to learn those in context. That's so important. That's huge. Right? Yes. Exactly. Like, I remember talking to one of our students, Paolo, who got a 7.5 in writing, and mm. he was saying, like, yes, these templates are amazing. I needed this. This is what got me on my way to that 7.5 in writing. But then, guys, he practiced a lot, and he really worked hard on coming up with his specific support and ideas, right? Mm. So again, we show you how to do that in three keys, and then you got to practice it, guys. So make sure that you're practicing before your writing test. Don't just rock up on exam day and be like, oh, yeah, I could do this in 40 minutes. So make sure, guys, that you're you have the strategies, you have the templates and vocab, but then practice. Yeah, I love it. It's really good to know what the most successful students do, right? What the uh, what the winners do. Okay? These guys are the winners of IELTS because they have moved on beyond IELTS and they're in their dream lives now. And this is what yeah. they've done. They've gotten into the course, they've followed the plan, they've learned the strategies, and they have gotten past IELTS. I love that. So, And you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, Palu took the exam six times before getting into three keys. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So three keys made all the difference for him to be able to go be a doctor in the UK, right? Like that was how important this test was. It literally did change his life. So guys, if you are ready to change your life and be finished with IELTS, finally, remember three keys. We have a guarantee. If you follow the study plan, you guys, your score will increase. So go check it out now. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash basic or allearsenglish.com forward slash coach. Okay, awesome. And guys, remember to leave us a review for this podcast because we have this review contest going and we yes. are going to randomly select one reviewer after 30 days and that person's going to win what, Jessica? They're going to win a really cool opportunity to do what? A 15-minute strategy session with me on Skype. So I will be using this as a level check for you guys. So we will have a short conversation and I will be able to tell you if you are ready to take IELTS right now or if I think you need to study for one month, two months. So it'll be a really useful 15-minute level check. Awesome. So guys, go and get that. The way to get to get a chance to win that is to leave your review for the IELTS Energy podcast. And we're looking forward to reading your names out on the show for everyone that reviews us. Awesome. Yes. Okay, awesome. Jessica. All right. All right. Very cool. I will see you back on the show next time. Take care. All right. 
Sounds good. You too. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.